Hey everyone, welcome to Livestream News. I'm Ross Brand. The show is brought to you by Livestream Universe, LivestreamUniverse.com. It's the show where we look at what's going on and who's making news within the world of live streaming. Also looking at the intersection of live streaming and traditional media, online media, social media domains. And uh, we have a great guest tonight. Mark Goeth is the business development, business development, easy for me to say, manager at Right Side. He's the chief evangelist for Dot Live Domains and the founder of the B Dot Live website, which serves as a resource for the entire live streaming community. Mark has embraced live broadcasting as the face of Dot Live Domains in the live streaming community. He's been a popular guest on many live shows, and he's a talented host in his own right, anchoring multiple shows, reviewing 2016 in the live streaming uh industry and looking at what's to come in the industry as well he's also led right side the partner with events in the live streaming space he's an experienced speaker who will be one of the featured speakers at summit live coming up next week and so with that why don't we kick it off talking a little bit about summit live and mark first of all welcome to the show i'm so glad to have you on yeah, thank you, Ross. Uh, uh, definitely been a big fan of your uh, your show for a while here, and uh, super excited to to be on it finally and and be a guest. And thank you for all the kind words. Uh, I, I definitely think uh, uh, you have kind of embellished a little bit, but uh, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I need I need a hype man every once in a while. So, all right, I'll, I'll give you the address to send the check in a little while. Um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. So. Um, Summit Live, as we said, is coming up next week. You're going to be one of the featured speakers. What What are you planning to talk about? What are you looking forward to with with this event coming up? Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, first off, really looking forward to Summit Live. Uh, you know, we went there last year as uh, as a kind of a smaller sponsor. It was about three months after the dot live domain name was rolled out. So, you know, we were still trying to create the market, you know, for the for this domain name. And uh, over the last year plus, we've seen, you know, tremendous changes, uh, you know, in this in for dot live and and in the live streaming industry. Right. Uh, so, you know, super excited to go back, be a part of it. Uh, we after the event last year, we immediately signed a deal with Ryan to be a sponsor for this year. Uh, you know, that's how much value that we got out of the event. Um, and, you know, super excited to be going back and, uh, and just continuing, continuing our relationship with Ryan, the team at Summit Live, uh, and furthering the relationship that we have with the live streaming community. So, um, you know, we, I believe we are the title sponsor of Summit Live this year. So uh, excited to to be kind of in that slot. Uh, have have some cool things planned as far as our booth and our presence there. Uh, as far as our you know the talk that uh, that I'm doing, uh, Ryan was nice enough to basically say, "Hey, Mark, it's your slot. Do whatever you want." So um, I've invited uh, my friend Will Jamison, who's the CMO of Stream. Uh, stream.live which is a live streaming platform uh, they have a both a kind of general consumer a general user uh, version and an enterprise level uh, the enterprise level gives you the ability to uh, do brand tagging and create multiple uh, kind of live streaming uh, personas or uh, allow multiple people to live stream for your brand and embed it in your site so uh, excited to talk uh, with will about stream stream.live their rebrand what it's done for them what dot live is doing in this community you know and basically everything that we've seen over the last year uh in live streaming and how dot live has uh, taken off as a result well you've had some some great events that you've partnered with um such as live fronts you spoke at you were on a panel i uh i got a little bit too late i missed your speech because it was the first one at i sugar early in the morning i was coming in from new jersey but this time i'll definitely be there in in time um what is it about certain events that that you know what do you look for when you decide that okay we want to partner with we want to sponsor this event i want to play a role in in this event, whether it's speaking, whether it's giving some guidance behind the scene as a lead sponsor, what what is it about like live streaming events that you say, okay, this one will do, or this one maybe isn't ready for that yet, or you know, kind of what you look for? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think first and foremost is if if the event itself is using one of our new domain names, it makes it really easy for us to to be a part of it. Um, you know, summit.live using a .live, iSugar.live using right. that. Uh, Roker Media, you know, Roker Media built their website on rokermedia.live. Uh, you know, the live fronts being tied to, you know, Roker Media, um, you know, and that involvement. Uh, so, you know, there were a lot of people that we, uh, you know, that we talked to on a daily basis that were going to that event. So, you know, ultimately, I think, um, you know, we sort of look at events from, uh, you know, kind of two different approaches. If the individual event has, uh, you know, a new domain name that we, you know, that we basically represent or we support, you know, it makes it easier for us to make that decision because they clearly get the concept of using new domains and it's an easier sell. Uh, secondly, you know, how do we monetize these events? How do we, how do we essentially go to these events, tell people about our product and get people to either sign up on the spot uh, or consider buying a new domain name for their own use or, you know, as an investment vehicle? Well, every time I see you on a show, I end up with like five to 10 more domains. So uh, after today, pretty much I'm not watching any more shows that you're now. I'm kidding. So, no, you you are definitely like an awesome salesperson. And and you you've convinced me and I've been I, you know, I branded my my domain Rossbrand.live for all my live shows. I have other dot live and um, other um domains that, that you guys have and and I haven't ne yes necessarily put them into play yet but I plan on 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 doing so um, what is it about the dot live domain that that you think has really taken off within the live stream community as the sort of way to brand live events yeah I, I would say uh, from a live event perspective like every every event you go to is live right you're there in in person you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a legal event, whether it's, uh, you know, actually we were talking about going to like a cannabis event, uh, you know, so there's all types of event, events, but they're all live. Like they have some semblance, they have that aspect of live to it. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's sort of a no brainer for, uh, for us to do events and, and go to, to events because there is that live aspect of everything that's happening. Um, so, there's a lot of events that are getting into live streaming the panels or live streaming some of the sessions. So if you can't necessarily be there in person to attend, you have the ability to, you know, participate as, you know, a live uh, participant. So, um, you know, we think it makes sense, uh, you know, from that perspective to, to kind of uh, to take part in live events and, and why live events should, you know, really look at dot live uh, domain names as, the way to to brand their event. Uh, what type of events do you have coming up? Uh, obviously, Summit Live is the big one. Any other events that you're you have on your calendar so far? Uh, yeah, so uh, Summit Live LA, then Summit Live UK at the end of March. So I will nice. be uh, attending and speaking at both uh, locations. Oh, nice. So uh, definitely uh, check out uh, what Victoria is doing at Summit Live UK. Uh, she's got some amazing things happening over there. Um, possibly social media marketing world, um, still TBD on that, um, might be, uh, doing NAB as well. Um, but I will actually be going to a, an event called Lawyernomics, which is a, an event that Avo, uh, a company here in, uh, Seattle puts on, uh, that essentially, um, allows lawyers to generate leads for themselves. So we'll, Nick, uh, Mattingly from Switcher Studio and myself will be going out to the event and doing the live streaming for them uh, using lawyernomics.live as the call to action, uh, you know, to broadcast that. So any lawyers that couldn't necessarily attend in person, they'll be able to, to you know, kind of tune in and see the, the product releases that they're wanting us to live stream. Right, right. Now, um, still a lot of people think of domains. They think, okay, first I'm going to get a, a .com, right? And you know, dot live is now catching on and some of the other new domains that you have. Um, when I go to Twitter, I can just type in like Ross brand dot live and it comes up a, as a link. But here on Facebook, I still have to put in the HTTP colon slash slash. <laughs> when is Facebook going to get on board with the new domain? 
things. Well, I think that's interesting that they do that. Uh, I'm sure they're on board with it. I'm sure they're just making it as difficult as possible for you to link to an external site. You know, after all, Facebook wants to keep everyone on their platform, you know, forever. Uh, you know, if it was up to Facebook, everything would live there. Um, so, you know, I think there are some people that are uh, slow to adopt because they're doing it for their own benefit, you know, right. to, to try to keep people, uh, you know, at their location. Uh, but just just about every platform, every uh, email, you know, provider, they all support you know, new domain names. And uh, I guess I'll say that with one caveat, new domain names that have been out for a little while. If there's a new domain name that was just recently released, it may take a little while for them to update their systems to recognize that as a domain. But Live's been out for over a year. Uh, most of our domain names have been out for, for quite a long period of time because we haven't released any new ones for uh, since dot games uh, several months ago. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes total sense. Facebook doesn't want you going anywhere, and that's right. why um, sometimes uh, even when I have a link, I'll just say uh, I'll post a link in the comments because yep. I feel like you'll get more visibility for your for your post if the link is in the comments versus if you're, you're, you're sending somebody. The whole purpose is to send somebody somewhere else. They're not gonna. They're not gonna give that as as probably as much weight in in people's news feeds. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I there was one other platform that actually came out and said, you know, we will not allow you to put third party URLs in your description. I, I want to say it was like Instagram or or, or uh, Snapchat or something like that. Like they actually prohibited you from doing that. Um, you know, sort of like what Facebook was doing if you had your Snapchat code as your photo like they were making you take that down so um it's unfortunate that that they do that i mean i get it from a business perspective the more time that you spend on their platform the money more money they make and the more ads that they can serve you you know but from you know an individual consumer perspective i think it's you know the consumer is kind of getting the raw end of the the deal there so when you look at like individual live streamers in the community since you're you're very active in the community you've been on a lot of shows you attend a lot of shows can you give me some examples, give us some examples of people who you think have really done a great job branding their shows or their broadcasts or their content or their businesses with, with dot live? Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's one of them here in the audience, uh, Rachel Moore, you know, really dot social started off with, she has Rachel dot live and business unusual dot live. Uh, obviously, uh, Ross brand, uh, Ross brand dot live. Uh, we've got Joel Com, who uses Joel.live as his primary URL uh, for uh, his show that's now being hosted on uh, what? Uh, Be Live TV, I believe. Uh, right. You know, so he's now kind of a spokesperson for them. Um, you know, I'll cut it, Alex.live, even Chris Strub is using Chris.live. So, uh, you know, all of those people come to mind. I'm sure there's a million more um, that I'm just not remembering or you know forgetting about so i apologize if i i didn't name your name it's not and it's not a, a diss at you it's just my brain is not functioning very well at 4 30 on a on a thursday afternoon so <laughs> no that, that makes perfect sense um so when you look at the way businesses and people brand themselves with dot live what are some of the other domains that you guys have that have been pretty popular and picking up you mentioned rachel uses dot social i think she's one of the people the first people i think of when i think of the dot social with really dot social what what are some of the more popular domains beyond dot live that you guys have yeah so uh you know just to kind of run down the list here uh, dot live is our actually our fastest our, our largest selling domain it actually just recently overtook every other domain so we sold more dot live domain names than anything else which is pretty amazing because it's only been out for about 15 months uh next one is dot rocks uh dot news um dot ninja dot studio dot consulting dot social dot video so you know that kind of rounds out kind of that top eight um dot pub we have dot pub pub is in there um you know it's in kind of in the top uh, it's very popular in china uh so it's not that i'm discounting that you know it's just not one that uh that we sell a lot of here uh in in the us rachel asks uh, how about dot radio is that on deck you know rachel it very well could be um there's been i think there were about 2200 new domain names that were applied for uh, when they first opened up the the application 
process about three or four years ago. Uh, so that one could be still in, uh, you know, they could still be kind of going through the, the application and auction process on that one. I'm not sure. Thanks for the question. It's easy for me to say, Rachel. <laughs> Mia Voss is here. Who else is here? Uh, Dan is here. Uh, Kathy is here. Nick Rishwain is here. Jen Nelson. Bree is here. Great to see everybody. Um, Kathy had a question that I thought, oh, no, she made a comment. She said, I, I got to figure out how to use my .live domain. I have one. I need to figure it out. Hmm. I'm not sure that was necessarily a question intended to you, Mark, but it's too good to let it pass. So what are some of yeah. the best ways people can make use of their .live domain after they've purchased it? Absolutely. Um, you know, most people just simply redirect the domain name to their chosen platform that they use for live video, uh, which I think is the easiest way to do this. Um, think about some of the platforms that have come and gone over the last two years. You know, we had Meerkat, we had Blab, uh, just recently Huzzah, you know, is, uh, has kind of gone by the wayside. So you start to think about just the number of platforms that uh, exist currently. They're not all going to exist forever. So having that .live domain name as your consistent call to action, if you're streaming today on, you know, BeLive, which ultimately goes to, you know, Facebook, you can simply change where that domain name points to and keep your, you, you can take your community with you. You know, it, I think about every time Brian Fanzo tells his story about how he built this community on Meerkat and wasn't able to take it with him when, you know, he moved over to Periscope when Meerkat left, he could have done that had, you know, a dot live been in existence at that point. So, uh, or he could have done it with any other domain. I'm not trying to say that dot live is the only domain you can use, but dot live is specific to this industry and what we're all doing here with live video. No, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of us learned who didn't learn the lesson with Meerkat because maybe we weren't on Meerkat. A lot of us learned the lesson with Blab, right? Because when I, I started on Blab and my entire show and my, my, all my plans were built around Blab being around for about 30 years, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was gone about six months later. So, um, yeah. You know, I, I, I then went to fire talk for a short period of time. But once I came to Facebook, I was like, OK, it's not going to matter what platform, what technology I use. I'm going to broadcast to my Facebook page. And so the audience isn't going to care as long as I'm broadcasting to the same place. And then I'm going to make it easier instead of having to type in Facebook.com. So I thought da, 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 da. if I call it Ross Brand live, then any broadcast I do can be easy to remember how to find it if I keep repeating that like now you know if it's monday night it's thursday night that's you just go to rossbrand.live so it's been a big help to me as far as uh it makes it very easy rather than having to put some long unique url for each video in or whatever people just know okay we go there we get to the page it's going to be the pin video on, on the facebook page so that's kind of for kathy that's how i use it and kind of goes along with, with what mark was saying yeah, and uh, for those of you that are gonna that are gonna be at Summit Live, um, definitely feel f come by the booth. Um, I'll give our our booth a short little plug uh, right now, since this sort of segues into that. Um, we have uh, you know a large booth right outside of the main entrance to the main stage, and you come by the booth. We're going to help you or show you a new product that we're launching that allows you to get your domain name website created and a custom email address all set up within four or five clicks of the mouse, um, all for less than $15. So, um, wow. you know, pretty cool product that we're rolling out. We're, we're really excited about it. Uh, so excited to tell all of you guys about it. Um, and if you come by the booth and buy a domain name, uh, you will be entered in to win the 65-inch TV that we have at our booth. Uh, we have a 65-inch 4K TV that we're giving away, and you simply buy a domain name and you get entered to win. So, so I, I should do a little research, figure out what domain name I didn't buy already that that might work for me, and and wait till I get there because 65-inch uh, 4K. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be pretty intense. That's. That's what I'm saying. So, um, you know, we we saw it as a you know an, as an amazing opportunity to not only promote our product uh, but also kind of give something away uh, to this community that supported us 
you know, so well. So, you know, you guys give to us, we give back to you and it's, it's a win-win. Another question we have from uh, Kevin. Can you share the most difficult part of the world of domain registrants as a business? Do you find it competitive, legally difficult as uh, your top of mind? Thanks so much, she says. So, uh, Kevin, I'm assuming uh, your question revol revolves around sort of what we wanted to talk about here is uh, domain names as an investment, uh, you know, using uh, domain names, basically investing in them and that being your business. Um, there's there's not really a lot of necessarily complication to it. Um, actually, with all these new domain names, we've made it pretty uh, simple to make sure you're not buying uh, trademark domains. Uh, so there there are some kind of, uh, I guess, checks and balances in place for that. You know, previously, there were a lot of people that invested in trademark.com names, you know, and ultimately ended up having to, you know, go through UDRP and go to court and all this stuff. Um, you know, there's still some of that that exists. Uh, ultimately, I would say the, the hardest thing is figuring out exactly what you want to invest in uh, or, you know, what specific niche or vertical uh, that you want to invest in. I actually had a guy uh, ask me today at work, he's like, I'll just, you know, invest in domain names that, you know, that I don't really know a lot about. I'm like, actually, you should probably do the exact opposite. If you invest in domain names that you know, you know, something about, you're passionate about, your passion comes out in talking about it, it becomes an easier uh, aftermarket uh sell for you to do, it becomes easier for you to move that domain name, uh, you know, down the road because it's something you have knowledge of and you don't have to look it up and, and pretend like you can really equate the the benefit to owning that domain name. So, um, you know, everyone in the live, live industry, it's easy for you to stand up here and, you know, sell that live domain names to your audience because you're using them. It, it does something for you. It's beneficial. Uh, and let's, we're all sort of experts and early adopters in live video um, because it, you know, it's still such a new technology. So, you know, I would say, you know, those kind of are the, the hardest parts is just figuring out exactly what area you want to, to kind of get started in. Yeah. You mentioned like buying domains as a, as an investment. And I mean, I've so far bought domains, like you said, around things that I'm interested in, things where I would likely either do a show or have a business or or just I see something that I'm doing could use a domain. So I have the domain and then I'll kind of figure out down the line, right, like what to, what to do with it. Um, what about people who are just thinking, OK, there are these good good domains available. A lot of key terms, you know, keywords are in these domains now that haven't been picked up. What advice do you have for people who want to just, they, they don't, it's not an interest. It's not something that they're going to build a website or a program or a show or a business around, but they're thinking, okay, I could grab a domain and hold it for a while. And somebody's going to offer me a lot of money for this because it's available. It sounds good. The dot com will never be available for that. And someday somebody's going to come for the dot live and I'm going to hold it. Like, what do you recommend to people who are thinking about that as sort of an investment strategy? Yeah, I mean, exactly what you, exactly what you just said. I mean, you touched on some really great points there. It's, you know, it's thinking about uh you know, it's basically thinking about the future, right? Like foreshadowing what's what could possibly happen. You know, I think so many people invest in uh, wh whatever it is, you know, whatever investment it is, you invest in, you know, the moment currently, you kind of have to to be, you know, a good investor, you, you sort of have to kind of foresee the future a little bit. Um, there, I guess the, the best story that I can tell is there is an actual investor, uh, a domain, basically he invests in companies for his business. Like that's what he does uh, based in, uh, in New York. And uh, he acquired two dot live domain names, um, paid over uh, $200,000 for two dot live domain names. Uh, wow. He basically said, there's no way given what's happening in live streaming and given what's happened in this vertical, it happens to be the adult vertical that, there's no way that these two domain names will ever not be worth ex at least what I paid for them. Um, you know, not everyone has, you know, six figures of disposable income to go out and drop on, you know, the best properties, but 
you don't necessarily have to have that kind of money. I mean, there are good domain names that exist for, you know, $5,000 or less. Uh, so, you know, I would, I would definitely say, uh, kind of think about the industry that you're investing in and, you know, where, where you see that going. Like I, I don't see live video going anywhere. Um, I only see it becoming a bigger part of marketing for brands, you know, individuals, whatever, right? Like live video is, has, is something that's always been here. Now it's just available for everybody. Um, so, you know, live seems to be a, you know, a good one. Another one that we have is dot lawyer and dot attorney. You know, you think about the legal industry, how much money first and foremost is in the legal industry and, uh, how many lawyers there are in the United States alone, there are over 1.2 million licensed attorneys in the U S alone. That doesn't include other English speaking countries that use the term lawyer. Mm -hmm. So you think about the landscape that exists there. So, um, you start thinking about like all the money that's in like medical malpractice, you know, law or injury law and dropping six figures on one of those domain names. So that's, that's not even one case you know, winnings for one of those guys. So, right. you know, thinking about those things, you know, buying a dot lawyer domain name to potentially sell it to uh, a law firm or something down the road when the entire market catches up. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just sort of getting in on the ground floor of something that uh, a lot of people aren't necessarily familiar about, but once they become familiar, I think you're going to see, you know, an exponential kind of growth chart for new domain names being snapped up. Now, Nick Rishwain says if there's no business behind the website, the value can be marginal, so choose wisely. I would, I would agree with a small aspect of that. Um, if you're buying a generic domain name, something like DUI.lawyer, I would argue that that domain name is almost, you, couldn't, you basically couldn't put a price on it. You think yeah. about all of the money that's spent on defending DUIs. I mean, it's sad, right? Like, why can't we all take an Uber instead of, you know, driving home drunk? But there's a lot of money that's spent there. Uh, so a domain name like that, there's hundreds of different things that you can do with it to make that domain name profitable or simply sit on it and wait till the right buyer comes along. Um, so while there are certain things where the only only a good business that's built behind it makes it valuable. There are domain names that are inherently valuable because they have amazing keywords in them and they give you a leg up in, you know, in SEO and, you know, search results. And, you know, people can, can make some combinations with all these new domains that are quite funny. And while keeping it clean, uh, can you think of something that you've seen that you're like, wow, that was clever. I wouldn't have thought of that. Or that was, that was too funny. Um, actually, I just saw, I think I actually have it up here. I just saw one that was recently purchased. Um, oh, we, so right side owns dot actor. Someone bought TR dot actor tractor. I mean, <laughs> like you think, of it, think about that, like it looks kind of funny, right? But you know, it's, you know, it, we call them domain hacks in, right. you know, in, in our industry, because you're basically hacking together, you know, a domain name to make, you know, a word. Um, so actually stream, uh, will who's, you know, will, uh, Jameson who'll be on my panel, they rebranded from S T R E dot a M. So it was stream with a dot was their, you know, kind of their concept. And, um, while it was kind of catchy and, you know, fun, it had absolutely no SEO value. It got them no love on the search engines. When you did a search for stream, they were nowhere to be found because, when Google reads that as the keyword S-T-R-E, they don't read that as, you know, a, f a full word left to right because there's a right. dot in the middle. Uh, now, Google reads uh, domain names with new domain extensions. Uh, if you have a domain name, let's say DUI.lawyer, they now read that as two uh, separate keywords, DUI lawyer. So now they read what's to the right of the dot as uh, as a keyword so that's another thing that's making these new domain extensions so valuable is right. now you get keywords on the left and the right of the dot and with a dot com you don't get that so the so live if you have a dot live live becomes a keyword whereas Absolutely. if you had something um like the example you gave i'm i'm just 
processing it, so I understand it, um, where it, it reads as a word, but there's a dot in between, then it really reads it as two separate words and can't make sense of it as a word, or it can make sense, like tractor. It won't make sense of that as a word, right? Absolutely. That that will not work as right. uh, a that will not work as a website if you're targeting tractors. SEO. Like that's not gonna that's not gonna give you any a, additional SEO benefit. Now you can you can make a great website out of it. You can have some amazing content, and you probably still will have some great SEO value. But Google's not gonna read that as a keyword and say, oh that tr dot actor. That's oh they're actually targeting <laughs> tractors. No, they're not gonna do that. At least they're we, not doing it right now, and and there's been domain hacks forever, so I I can't imagine them right. doing that ever. I, I guess if you already have a, a large customer base, it could be certainly one way to keep them uh, keep keep yourself in in their minds, right? If you have something like tr dot actor or whatever, they like oh that yeah, I'll never forget them, right? <laughs> right, you know, and and maybe that maybe it was a you know a tractor company. That used that bought it to use it like as a URL shortener or something like that, you know, because those types of things are popular. But, um, you know, the one thing that we're seeing is a lot of companies are using either a dot social as a URL shortener or dot live uh, as a URL shortener. So Microsoft is actually using MSFT dot social for all of their URL shortening on Twitter. So when you right. go to Twitter, you know, follow Microsoft, if they're linking to something, they use msft.social instead of like bit.ly or anything like that. Like they have their own branded URL shortener. And they'll use that for whatever their link is for their latest piece of content or. Correct. They're actually linking it to kind of all their new, all their products, uh, you know, things like that. So um, they're obviously it's nice to have them kind of in our backyard, uh, right. you know, here in Seattle. But it wasn't as anything that we did from it. They actually bought, you know, the domain names as like a defensive registration. And then their marketing department decided that they wanted to use it and now are using it solely for all of their URL shortening. So are they doing something like article.msft.live or they're just using msft.live or .social? Yeah, so they're using msft.social slash and then whatever kind of special character oh, okay. that they have for that specific. So it's, it's like a bit.ly, but it's a, a branded sort of bit.ly. It just saves them from having to write out Microsoft or some other long. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Makes sense. Uh, Kevin Black says we're seeing a simplicity brought back to websites now too. Some are landing pages with only gorgeous opt in so that domain is really your lifeline, not the website. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think a lot of people see, you know, hear the word domain name and then they then they see dollar signs. They're like, oh, my God, I have to build a website. You know, I don't know anything about building websites. I don't know how to code, you know, nothing. Right. And then they're like, I'm going to have to hire a web developer. He's going to steal my money and, you know, run off and, you know, whatever. Right. So it's, you know, people kind of see those dollar signs and immediately freak out. What we're trying to kind of, I guess, communicate is there's so much more you can do with a domain name. You know, a domain name is basically just a way to find you on the right. web. Um, so you don't have to build a website. You could have it deep link into a website. You think about every, Ross, do you have a LinkedIn profile? Yes. So do you, do you share LinkedIn.com slash whatever, slash whatever, slash Ross brand, slash whatever? Slash in slash Ross brand. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so imagine if you could get Ross brand dot social and right. redirect that to your LinkedIn profile and say, oh, you want to find me on LinkedIn? Just go to rossbrand.social. Pretty it, sure it, I had it, that one already. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm just, makes sense. I, no, you know, I know. just equating those, <laughs> right, those real world examples. You know, people are like, well, I, what do I do with it? Do that. You know, like if you have a common name, right? you know, your name is Jan Smith, you go to, you go to LinkedIn <laughs> and try to search for Jan Smith. Good luck. You know, you know, you met her at a, a you know, an exhibition or a conference one time and you're like, Oh, I think I remember she did this. Oh, go to jansmith.social. You know, you remember those things. So they're more memorable and more creative. You know, we say there's, you know, there's more personality to the right of the dot with more availability to the left of the dot. Right. So you're looking at, if you don't want to build a complicated website, the options are, uh, redirects, landing pages, ways to get to your social media profile so somebody doesn't have to remember at 
uh, Mark seven, eight, nine, thirty five, forty seven. <laughs> go with or whatever which isn't your but i'm just throwing right they can just remember exactly. mark social or mark that live or whatever it is for what that site is about and it kind of lets people know right away that you're social you're using social media a lot of people use that i think to redirect to their twitter um interestingly rachel who we mentioned earlier actually built her business on that really dot social she has a full a full branded website with that yeah, yeah, exactly. And and Rachel just said it there. Really nice if you have mismatched social handles. You know, in a perfect world, you could get, you know, at Mark Goeth across every social media platform that exists. I can't do that. You know, and I don't know of any other Mark Goeths that are spelled with my exact spelling. So someone out there is either playing a, a mean trick on me or, you know, they're, I just haven't found that person that has my exact name. So, um, you know, f- from that perspective, you have that you know, mark.social or, you know, rachel.social or markgoeth.social and you have, you know, a, a social media aggregator site um, that has the links to everything, you know, now it's, it's a sent, it's really easy to, to share that one URL. Like I, I, I love Ryan Bell. Ryan and I are amazingly good friends. Um, sometimes my wife thinks that we have a bromance going on, <laughs> but um <laughs> Have you ever seen his? Has you, have you ever seen his uh, his signature? I have not signature line in his. Email. So it has every place that he you know his LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all of his different links, and he's got a link for every different one. Imagine if he just simply took Ryan dot social or Ryan Abel dot social and set up a um, social media aggregator or had one page that had links to all of that. Uh, and it would clean up your, cleans up your, you know, your signature so much, you know, makes it look more professional. Uh, so, you know, th- those are just ways that you're able to use these new domain names, uh, you know, to create a more memorable experience when you're telling someone where to find you online. Uh, cause after all, no one's going to the phone book to find you anymore. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I, the last thing I used a phone book for, I think was like kindling when I was building a fire on the beach. So, you know, it definitely was not, it was not for finding someone. So, you know, now it's your online home. It's your, you know, it's basically the way for people to find you and why not brand yourself with a cool, you know, domain name um, that, you know, that you'll be able to use for the rest of your life. Yeah. Hillary Silver is here. She says she's got her Hillary Silver dot live. And Kevin Black mentions as evangelists of live streaming, what can we all do to improve the space in 2017? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think I think it's all just continuing to uh, to leverage and use the technologies and be a provide feedback to these platforms. Uh, you know, it's up to the platform to accept the feedback. Ultimately, uh, you know, I think a lot of us provided feedback to Blab. They didn't necessarily listen to it, um, you know, per se. But you know, there's the there's the opportunity for us to be you know, sort of the, uh, the guinea pigs, uh, and help a lot of these platforms take off. Uh, so, you know, I would say continue to, you know, invest in yourself and, you know, promote your platform of choice, uh, but also promote yourself, uh, and, and do so, uh, you know, with, with one of my products, go out there and buy it now. There you go. Listen to those pipes. Did you ever work like in radio or broadcasting before you got into this or was live streaming your start with, Thanks. No, live streaming was always was my start. Uh, you know, I have had people tell me that um, I I do have uh, a face for TV and a voice for radio. So I think that uh, I think it works really well in my favor. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, ultimately, I I think it'd be fun to do it. Like you know, I listen to the radio on the way to work. I'm like, I think it'd be fun just to go sit down at the radio station, like for you know, in the morning on my day off, and like be a guest host i think it'd be fun right uh, right but um i did see a question that someone had about about dot me can you bring that up ross sure uh brad friedman hey brad uh isn't this why people use about dot me talking about the branding yourself it it, brad it absolutely is about dot me is a great product um the one thing i'll say about dot me is they do not allow you to have your own custom domain name without paying them more uh so you have to pay them something like $50 uh, in order to even use your own 
custom domain. And that's even if you have it registered. So it's interesting that, you know, I have mark.social and I have it forwarded to an about.me page. Um, I tried to set it up as a custom domain and they basically said, yeah, we'll allow you to do that, but you have to pay us $50. I'm like, wait, I have to pay you money to use my own product that I bought. I'm not asked. I'm not buying this domain name from you. I'm, I've already bought it. I just want to use it as a custom domain. And in order to do that, you have to pay. So, um, it, about.me is great. You know, it's a free service. They allow you to do some cool things. Um, j just one other thing to, to mention, the, the product that we're rolling out at uh, Summit Live is very, very, very close to what you would get at, uh, at about.me, uh, but it allows you to uh, get some other products uh, thrown in there for, for no additional cost, and you can your domain name stays in the address bar uh, with no additional charge. So, Pretty, pretty cool, I think, uh, if you ask me. I mean, obviously, I'm a little partial because it's a product that we designed, but uh, I think it's pretty cool. Wow. So you said you have a face for TV and a voice for radio. I have a face for radio, and fortunately, uh, somebody thought I had a voice for radio because that's why I worked <laughs> in radio for quite a while, so that worked out well, but now I'm doing video. Um so you you but you do you do really um, do a great job not only as a guest but as a host um, of shows and it's interesting to see how you know people like you and Aaron Roth and and I, a few other people have really not only embraced the community as a place to sell but have become a part of the community where you know you don't necessarily think okay so Mark's here now like you know take your wallet out or that's it. But you guys are, are like regular live streamers and are as on top of this, this stuff and as top of the technology and as active um, both, you know, for business, but also really seem to both really seem to enjoy, you know, live streaming and being a part of the community and interacting with people and and learning kind of as we all learn as as early adopters. What do you what do you attribute that to? I mean, you think that's it was a business decision and then and then you kind of fell in love with this thing? Or do you think it was like you liked it first and then you saw, OK, wow, there's really an opportunity here as well? Yeah, I um, I think ultimately for me and Aaron may even say the same thing. I think it all comes down to our my first interaction with Summit Live and seeing the passion that everyone has in this space. You know, for me. I had, I had done absolutely no live streaming. Actually, I take that back. I think I did a meerkat broadcast like once from, you know, from work just to see what it was like. Um, but my first real like taste of it was at Summit Live last year in San Francisco. Um, and I saw how close and tight knit this community was, how much people shared, like the information sharing in this community is amazing. Um, you know, I came, I came from a domain uh, the domain industry where historically people have not shared anything, nothing like they hold everything close to their vest because they don't want other people to become successful. They want to, you know, take all the money for themselves. Right. Uh, and I think in this industry, uh, they have the kind of the mentality that that rising tide lifts all boats. Um, and I think that was what kind of made me want to become part of the community. Um, and I think ultimately for me, the, it's not a hard sell into this community. It's, Hey, we actually have something that can benefit you. I'm going to talk to you about it as if you're my best friend. Uh, you know, a lot of people in this community have had a lot of conversations with over live stream, but I've never met them. Uh, and you know, people have bought these domain names, uh, as a result of conversations that I've had with them over, over live stream, just simply communicating the benefit that they can provide. Uh, so, you know, I, I ultimately, I think, that's what I love about it is, um, you know, people here are, are, they're open to listen to what you have to say. Uh, and if you have something that can benefit them, like generally people will kind of take action, right? They're not going to let it right. go in one ear and out the other. Cause let's face it, we're all here to build our own business. We're all here to, you know, build our brand. Um, and if there's something out there that can help me do that, I want to, I want to know about it. Yeah. A quick shout out to Leslie Nance, who's here. She's the Shorty Awards nominee for Periscoper of the Year. The voting closes tonight, by the way, at 1159. I don't know if that's Eastern or Pacific, 
But if you haven't voted, as soon as the show is over, don't don't leave yet. But like maybe in a couple of minutes, head on over to vote. Go to kitchens dot com. No, it's fine if you head on over right now. Vote. Go the number two kitchens dot com and vote for Leslie for Periscoper of the year. We definitely want to see her get to the top six, come to New York and who knows, maybe go up on stage and claim that award. So that, that would be awesome to see. She's been an incredible part of this community. She spoke at the iSugar event that we were talking about earlier, and she will also be a speaker at Summit Live, uh, both a solo speaker and on a panel. So just good things happening. It's great. Thanks for throwing that in, Jay Garrett, through in the vote go to kitchens.com. <laughs> Shout outs all around. So, you had me on uh, back in December on uh, Dot Live, and you had asked me about what I thought was coming up for live streaming and, you know, live video. We kind of looked back as well. Now I, I'm just going to turn the tables. You tell me what's your prediction. We're a couple of months in. What do you see yeah. over the next year or so? What What should, you know, live streamers be looking at that you think is going to? going to really take off or is going to change from the way things have been in live streaming? Yeah, for, I think from an individual perspective, there is a huge opportunity uh, for people that have been in this space for a while to leverage their expertise to help brands figure out their place in this in live streaming. Um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of brands that get started in it, big, small, medium, you know, you name it, right? It, it, on the gamut and they're going to be you know essentially looking at it from this perspective that they've they've never seen this before uh so you know definitely i would say for those of us those of you uh because this is not my day job right i love doing this i have fun um but yeah you do need a face for tv and a voice for radio rachel absolutely but no i would say um Keep your eyes peeled for opportunities because I think there's going to be great opportunities, uh, you know, just like this lawyeronomics event that I'm doing. You know, they came to me and asked us if we wanted to sponsor it and have a booth there. Uh, I said, no, but I'd love to live stream it if you're interested. And they said, oh, let me get back to you. And they came back to me and they're like, yes, we would love you to come live stream the event. So literally, this was something that I pulled out of my rear end uh, in order to, you know, i threw it out there like as some kind of shot in the dark and they said, absolutely. So I think there's going to be events that are hungry to have things live streamed. Uh, so, you know, we all live in different locations, look, you know, close to home, right? Uh, there's tons of events happening all over the country that could benefit from having some, you know, some live streaming aspect of their event. So I think that's something that we're going to see uh, is, you know, these, industry events happening with live streaming and, and they all need live video help. Uh, so, you know, yeah, Nick, you said it perfectly, right? There's going to be, there's a lot of niches out there that are very, very slow to adopt new technology. Uh, and I think you'll start to see some of those, you know, legal community, um, you know, maybe the finance community, uh, you know, we're seeing the political community already adopting this stuff. You know, they're broadcasting right. this stuff live on Facebook and, and others. So, um, you know, I think it's just a matter of time before this this thing really takes off, uh, and you know, people are hungry to see content and experience it in the moment. Right, right, and and I think I think the time will come where most businesses will look at you know going live in some capacity, whether it's live one person on a cell phone telling you about their business or answering questions from customers, or it will be events or conferences that they they lead or whatever it is, I think it'll become sort of like having a social media strategy or having a website or whatever, right? Exactly. I mean, I don't know if it'll totally reach that, but we're sort of starting to see certain industries creep that way. And and other industries, like Nick was saying, haven't really haven't really almost even gotten started yet. And I think sometimes we forget because we're so so early in this, but for us, it's like almost a way of life. But that time, I'm, I'm sure, will probably come. Um, one thing I was wondering from your perspective and from, you know, what you've observed, do you, what do you, where do you come down on this sort of debate? Like, 
live streams should be like highly produced and kind of look like TV and all that, or they should be real and raw and like, you know, you don't try and make it look fancy at all or somewhere in the middle. Like, where do you come down on that whole thing? What do you like when you're watching just for your own interest? I think if the audio is good and the video is good, that's really all you need. Um, right. I mean, I think there's, I think there's benefit to having a produced show. Like if, if that's what you're doing, uh, like, you know, uh, Vincenzo, he does a great job, you know, with light and lightened audio visual, you know, they do a great job on their show, you know, and they're basically, you know, creating everything that they do around this live show. Um, but f for me specifically, what I find most appealing about live video is the, um, authenticity and the genuineness if that's even a word i swear i use that every time when someone asks me this but uh you know just how genuine people are on live and it really helps to at least for me in business it helps to break down the walls uh when you're having a conversation with somebody like if they can see you as a real person instead of you picking up the phone and having a conversation with them and like well who is this person all of a sudden now i can you know, jump on a live stream and give someone a testimonial and people are like, Oh, that's amazing. I want to be part of that. Uh, so I think that's, I think that's what's, uh, um, you know, to me, what's so great about live streaming is the ability to, yeah, exactly. Rachel polished more than produced. Like you want to, you want to know what you're saying. You want to be, you know, succinct. You want to, you know, have the ability to, to come across as well-spoken on camera, like you don't want to just mumble through it. Um, but I don't need, like, I don't have some fancy background, a green screen behind me. Like I'm literally sitting in my cubicle. There's people walking by. I've got pictures of my son up here in my cubicle. Like that's not, that's not professional looking. Like I don't have a huge dot live backdrop behind me. So well, it's not unprofessional looking. It's not like you got people like running around, you know, <laughs> naked or something, throwing things, you know, I mean, that happens at five fifteen. <laughs> yeah. So that's why we scheduled you a little earlier. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if the audio quality is good enough and the video quality is good enough that it doesn't disrupt from enjoyment, then it, I think it depends. I mean, it's like, I know that's like sort of the standard consultant answer to everything. It depends, but it depends what your purpose is. If your purpose is to do a news show or a high, you know, a highbrow talk show, it might, it might help to have, certain graphics or whatever but if your your point is basically to do a testimonial for a customer or to answer a question and you have a producer putting up different graphics and you have calls to action going across the screen and stuff like that you may just sort of drive them away a little bit right so it's all context and 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 what you kind of what your goals are right there's no easy answer everybody's kind of kind of look at what their strengths are what kind of programming content they're creating who their audience is um but i think there's definitely a place for both in live streaming and you'll you'll probably see i don't know i mean it's almost like we call it all live streaming but there's a big difference between somebody doing a one-to-many and somebody you know using a platform like i don't know blue jeans where they're bringing six people in or whatever and people are coming in and out all day like they were on blab i mean it's really there's really a lot of variety within this this industry or genre or whatever you want to call it that you know kind of all gets lumped together but really there's different people with different skills and different kind of shows and i think a lot of times we don't think about it that way yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, I think that's another thing that's so great about is just the, the diversity, right? To use that word in live, live streaming or live video, like there's no silver bullet for what makes a live video successful. It's based off of your audience, what they want to see, um, and what the message you're trying to get across. Like if you, if you have a perfect combination of both of those things, you can have a super successful live stream and it, it's, it doesn't matter how many people you have watching either. Like that's, I think that's what people get hung up on is, Oh, I got to have 7,000 people in my live stream. No, you don't. You can, you can have a great live stream, ha produce great content and repurpose it after the fact. Um, and just being able to create that genuine, you know, kind of person to person, um, you know, conversation. I think that goes far beyond having, you know, 
a, a green screen behind you and having lower thirds and having all this stuff that, you know, that a lot of people get hung up on. For me personally, it's, it's all about the, the conversation and relating to that person eye to eye, you know? Right. So, and, and as, um, Jay said uh, in the comment that I put up a couple uh, couple comments back, he, he mentioned meeting uh, somebody in person, and, and because they knew each other through live streaming, it, it just picks up like, you know, like they'd known each other for a while or like, you know, not like they're meeting for the first time. And um, I think it was Tim McDonald who said to me uh, like a year ago or something, he's like, it's the closest thing to meeting in person is live streaming. And it really is. And it's really unbelievable when you meet people at conferences or you meet people at meetups and things that you've been communicating with for a while. And it's like your old friends already. Um, it's like such a stronger connection than if you just maybe talked on the phone once or twice or exchanged emails or whatever. And, you know, you really feel like you know the person because you're seeing you're seeing them, really. I mean, you're not seeing everything, but you're seeing a lot. And it's, you know, we, we kind of process information like on so many different levels. And this at least gives you a couple more of those, <laughs> those levels, right? You got audio, you got video, uh, you got real-time reaction rather than a you know, could be an edited message or whatever. So um, I think it's really powerful. And I, I, I can't wait to meet all these people at Summit Live who I've been communicating with and who've really become a regular part of my life. And now to meet them in person in L.A. is, is going to be amazing. Um, any any good stories that you have from meeting somebody through live streaming? Uh, maybe something you didn't expect or didn't expect or... You know... I I think it, it's weird because a lot of the people I met before met in person before I met them on live stream uh, for Summit Live. You know, that was my first kind of foray into this, you know, into this industry is being at Summit Live and meeting a lot of these people. So, uh, you know, for me, my my experience was a little bit backwards. I mean, like for for you, Ross and Rachel, I, I met you guys on live stream before I met you in person. Uh, and I have to say it was like having a conversation with someone that I'd known for months, you know, when, when we finally got the chat to meet in New York, uh, when I met Rachel in, in Denver. Uh, so, you know, I walked in the door in Denver and, you know, Rachel was there greeting people. She's like, Hey Mark, so great to see you. I'm like, Oh, you know, that wouldn't happen if we only had a right. phone call. Uh, so, you know, same thing for you. Like you found me in the crowd and came up and said, Hey Mark, how's it going? You know, sorry, I'm late. And so, you know, those types of things are, you know, pretty amazing is, you know, you're able to make those. I know, Rachel, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not doing your voice justice. <laughs> That's not what um, it sounded like. So, um, you know, you're, you're able to kind of pick up uh, and continue um, cultivating that relationship, you know, in a much more meaningful way. Um, and like, it's amazing to me. I saw Hillary on here earlier and I met her in Denver at that same event, you know, and meeting her in person and seeing some of her comments, like I, I literally can see Hillary and, you know, kind of hear her saying that thing that she just typed because I met her in person, uh, you know, or vice versa. Right. Like, you know, if you, if you see them on a live stream first and then meet them, you're like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That, that sounds exactly like something Ross would say in person to me. Um, so I think that's, what's, you know, really cool about it as well as, you know, having that, um, um, you know, that human to human interaction. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so great. We didn't even get to talk about the uh, B. Live website, but you got to check that out. Mark put together a great website. He features a lot of people from the community and great content. If you're trying to learn a little bit more about live streaming or see how other people approach it or just get some insights on what's to come for live streaming, check it out. B. Live is the website it's mark goeth from right side and dot live and and mark how how's the best way for people to get in touch with you yeah so um you can go to uh mark dot live or mark dot social uh to get a hold of me um you know those are basically you know my live stream and then my my social media handles so uh practice what i'm preaching here guys so uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I'd be good at my job if I wasn't exactly using the tools that I'm trying to sell you on. So, um, that's the best way to, uh, to find me. 
if you're out at Summit Live, be sure to stop by our booth, say hi. Uh, we'll be the the big booth that says dot live on it, so it'll be hard to hard to miss. Uh, Nick, it's uh, it's Mark with a C. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> my my name my name doesn't pass the radio test. I feel really bad about it. Um, so Mark M A R C dot live and M A R C dot social are probably the best ways to get in touch with me. All right, and I will definitely stop by. I look forward to uh, chatting with you some more in person, and also stop by because I want to enter into Win That TV, sixty five inches and four K. If you buy a domain, you get an entry for that TV, right? Correct. And and actually, we take that a step further. If you come by the booth and you let's say you bought um, Ross.Live, I think you already own that one, but Ross.Live, I think is $100. So if you if you were to buy Ross.Live, uh, you, you for just every $20, no, for every $20 you spend, you get five entries. Oh, nice. So for every $20 you spend, you get an entry. So if you bought a $50,000 domain name, I'll let you do the math on how much that, how many entries you get, but <laughs> you'll, you'll be basically be the TV to make. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I could probably make that happen. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, now that the show is just about over, go ahead and head over to vote. Go to kitchens dot com vote go the number two kitchens dot com vote for leslie for periscoper of the year thanks again mark go with right side dot live b dot live and summit live speaker and we look forward to seeing you at the event and no no live stream stars next week no updates next week uh, we'll do some things from summit live uh but don't send me your shows next week we're not going to be doing any updates and we'll be back the following week for live stream stars, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Have a great night, everybody.